Welcome back to 33 Dreams of Indy. I'm your host, Robert Earl, and today I'm joined by David Malukas, uh, Indy Lights driver for HMD Motorsports. David, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Not quite as good as you because you're coming off celebrating your 18th birthday. I saw you uh, posting some uh, things, uh, being on the Magnificent Mile there in Chicago. How was the birthday celebration? It was great. So it was like a three-day weekend, and I celebrated with my sister first, and then went to my older sisters and my parents, and you know, just had fun with everybody. My own little separate birthdays. Family. What's it like living in Chicago? Chicago's great. Well, I live with my family in the suburbs, and then my sister Gabriella, she lives in the city, so she's you know that downtown life. So I get like the best of both worlds. But it's it's a great city. Um, out of everywhere I've been in the U.S. I, this still feels like the best to me. Understood, understood. You drive the number 79 car. Is that a team number? Is that your number? Any significance to the number? Actually, the number is, is mine personally. I started, you know, when I was seven years old and I started racing, seven has always been my lucky, lucky number and I started racing when I was seven. So when I first started, it was, my, my number was seven, but then through time, I, I can't remember what it was but it was something with seven nine and my mom because she she has some connection with the seven and the nine meaning success so ever since i was like 10 years old i had a 79 on my car fantastic the 79 car has never won the indy 500 so you could be the first exactly yeah <laughs> fantastic i saw you list some interests jiu-jitsu mountain trail biking boxing off season here now are you getting back into some of those things or you do that throughout the season yeah so i do jujitsu and muay thai is what i do normally off season i do a little bit on season but it's quite hard to make the schedule and i'm paying money and i don't really show up so normally i take a break during the off season and just do something at home you know with my dad maybe he can show me the way so we go on some bike ride but now going into the off season it's all about homework and getting back in shape for next season so it's, yeah it's about time to get back to jujitsu it's going to suck, though, because everybody's going to be a little bit more advanced again than, than me. So I have to try to catch up and learn all my moves. It's always when you, that first day you step back in the gym after you've been off for a while, it uh, yeah. it's like you got an anvil around your neck and your ankles and everything else to, to go through that. Yeah, exactly. What is it about jiu-jitsu that uh, you enjoy or your, your specific discipline within it? I think, well, my dad kind of got me into it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't really see much, much into it, but my dad, he always kind of liked that, that type of style. And he put me into there first before he went. And at first it was just, I was just learning it for self-defense, you know, just to, just to know in the future, I don't know if something were to happen, but I ended up really enjoying it. And I started doing tournaments before racing got serious for me. I was actually doing tournaments in jujitsu and it was winning and being successful there. So it, it was, I was just having a really good time. And then one time me and my dad were actually just in the basement like messing around one day and we got into like a little bit, bit of a, like a scrap going and I ended up like beating him <laughs> so from that day on he actually ended up joining jiu-jitsu and ever since he joined it was kind of been a battle between me and him like who, who can like you know learn the most moves and you know compete against each other the thing is with jiu-jitsu what I like is it doesn't matter what the size of the person is how strong they are it's all about mentally and technique you know trying to trying to defeat the person so I think that's what makes it really interesting and fun and you're not one bit competitive, are you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so how'd you get into racing? You know, most kids say, I want to be in Little League. I want to be in soccer. How'd you get into racing? Um, so 
I mean, as a kid, I didn't really feel like I was much of an outdoorsy person because I grew up with three sisters, you know, they would paint my nails and, you know, they dressed me up because I was the youngest out of them all. So I, I was never really outdoorsy. And then um, we were at um, a lake house one day and we saw in like a newspaper that there was a go-kart track in South Bend, Indiana. So my dad took me there and we, we just went, you know, in a kid car, I had a little bit of fun and it was really enjoyable. So we came the next day came the week later and then after a couple of weeks uh this guy named brent ebert he saw me and he said i would like to help your son i think he actually has like some natural talent and he helped me and coached me to my first race that i went to which was um i think florida winter tour okay. i sucked it was really bad um i got laughed like three times but we i kept going a few more times and um next thing you know i ended up winning races in in um in go-karts you know as soon as i won my first race i think it was a wka race from there, it kind of sparked and we just started going on a roll and then went to Europe and that, that's kind of how it exploded. You know, it, it was just going and it was more just, I'm doing this for fun. I'm doing this for fun. I don't see, you know, anything in the future. And then, I don't know, all of a sudden it was just like one day I was like, wow, okay. So I think, yeah, this is a, my whole past going this way. So everything moved to racing. You had an oval podium at Worldwide Technology Raceway. It was fantastic to see. Uh, that was a great race uh, that went on, the dicing that went back and forth. That was kind of a bounce back from Indianapolis, as I saw. Uh, tell me about that. You also were awarded over the overall season the Hard Charger Award, but I think it showed the most at Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. Would you agree? Yeah, exactly. So going from uh, Indianapolis, it, it, it was it was in my head. Normally, you know, you're always told not to you know to keep it with you, but it, it was really hard to shake that one off. Um, it, it was like quite intense and it would always replay in my head uh, what happened there. And, uh, and you know, even before that going in from Promaza and USF 2000, ovals have never been my, my thing. Uh, I was never really quick and never really, I was always in the back somewhere and I couldn't really click with them. So going into Gateway, I was, I, I was not going to lie. I was like really like nervous because it was my first time going back to an oval, but when we did that test, because we did a test the week before, um, uh, I did one session, and after that one session, I got comfortable, I clicked, and all of a sudden, I just forgot all about it, and I just started plowing down, and that week was outstanding. For sure, out of the whole season, that was my favorite weekend, because it first, you know, gave that fear away from me, and took off, it felt like almost like a curse, like going down on me, because I couldn't stop thinking about it. So that was the number one reason. And it, uh, now I love ovals now. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just an absolutely amazing weekend. And people don't get the challenge of Worldwide Technology Raceway, the different grooves, the difference between turn one and two, three and four, uh, the banking that's involved with it. The TV does not do any justice whatsoever for the banking. So to be able to come out and do that was uh, quite a recovery. Yeah, it was, it was really good. So 2018, uh, finished fourth in your rookie year in Indy Pro 2000. Year before that, you were in the uh, Cooper Tire USF 2000. You've progressed up the ladder as it's gone on. Uh, as an overall, with some ups and downs, hard charger award in 2019, uh, where would you rank yourself? And I know you drivers are always a little bit uh, more self-critical on yourself. So what, what, what would you sum up 2019? So from the start of 2019, you know, Indy Lights, it's a big step. And we were going in on our own team. So our, our you know, we didn't have high expectations, you know, maybe a couple podiums, but all just 
our main goal from the start of the season before any testing, any races, anything was just to be, you know, with the speed, to stay with teams like with Andretti and Junkos and Bellotti. Mm-hmm. But we did the tests in Homestead and we did really well there. So our expectations kind of bumped up a little bit <laughs> before the start of the season. Um, and the start was, you know, it was good. We had the ups and downs, but it, this year's just been a massive learning curve. Like any year I've done so far, um, I've moved up really quickly. USF 2000, I only did half a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pro Mazda, you know, I did the, the one year and now I've moved up to Indy Lights. So it's been a really quick, you know, step up from each. And it's all just because it's, it's all just a learning for me. So now this upcoming bit, I'm going to be staying in Indy Lights for next year. Um, and I can use from what I learned from the past three years into next year. Because, you know, for me, my mentality is I move up quicker and be with people who are older and more mature with their racing and their, their racecraft mm-hmm. so I can learn from them and then put it in to me and, and learn and go on for next year. And at some point, there's a leveling out, not leveling out of your talent, but leveling out with yourself to be able to go back to the same tracks, to have that confidence that you're uh, attacking St. Pete in the same car with the setups, with the adjustments that you were able to uh, go through. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, You listed Elon Musk as somebody that you would like to meet or talk with. If you could ask Elon Musk one question, what would it be? Uh, that that's really good um i would ask him what his plans are for mars i'd say because i we me and my dad we we love him so we like look up everything but i I, he doesn't really say anything about the plans of what they're going to really do when they get there and and what's going to happen and me being a little bit of like a, a space geek it would be really interesting to see but I, I love him. It was incredible. When we were in uh, California for Laguna Seca, it was my first time there. And that's obviously where the Tesla HQ is. So we went, over, we went down there just to go look around. And it was just amazing. Even though it was just a factory, me and my dad were just like, wow, this is amazing. So it was good fun. A highlight of this summer, I got to see a Falcon Heavy 9 lift off from Cape Canaveral at 2, 2.30 a.m., and then to watch the rocket boosters come back down, land, and then about 45 seconds later to get the sonic boom that came out of it. Um, it was uh, humbling, absolutely amazing. I think the one question I might ask him is, can I have a ride? And it wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't matter what he would give me a ride in, I'd be okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a good question. To be able to, to go into that. Uh, you competed in Germany as well, right? Formula Four. Tell me about that experience and... Uh, um, if you go back uh, to uh, race over there, or what was that like? So we, um, when I moved up from go-karts, I was still in Europe from, in, with go-karts, and the plan was that I would move up to open-wheel cars um, in Europe, away from the U.S., because our main plan was to come to the U.S. So while I was learning, I wanted to go away from everybody. So we started in the UAE in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. We did that small series, and then from there we went to Germany for Formula 4, um it was tough over there uh we i i i really don't really know what what was up but like i said it was a massive learning curve again so that that was my whole mentality i was like i'm just here learning and i did learn a lot from racecraft and and how the team worked and everything and how it was over there um but like i said the main plan was to come back to the u.s so we did once you know we came up with a plan to make the team here in, in the u.s then it was kind of around halfway into the season where we started dropping the, the Germany and started coming over to the U.S. and started USF 2000. 
um, because things weren't really going good over there. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was about it. It was just because nothing was really connecting over there. So, and I also was just missing home, home soil. It's the best. <laughs> missing America, it sounds like, because Road America is where you got the uh, success in USF 2000 and then uh, a sweep of the race weekend. What is it about Road America, uh, A, for yourself and B, as a driver, that causes that sort of passion for you? I don't know that that track me and that track connect really well but I think the the main reason is is because when I was really young before I even did go-karts my dad actually drove there in a Corvette and he would race and have events there so I think it, it may be just be a family thing because I've been there so many times and for such a long time so every time I go back there I just I don't know I'm just I'm like oh I'm so ready this is gonna be a really good weekend going into it every time and even this year, we didn't really have much success, but it was still just a good time. Like, I just love the track. Like, it is an amazing track. So, I don't know, probably just all the good times there. Brings back those memories and gets you in that positive mood. So, you know, driving up to the gates, you've got a leg up on it already. Exactly. Is, is that the track you're most looking to go back to in 2020? Or is there another one that maybe is a surprise? That is, that would be the track that I'm looking forward to the most would be Road America. But now new to the series would be Laguna Seca. That track is unbelievable. I really enjoyed it this weekend. I've been asking other drivers, why? What is it? Because from TV, you don't get the idea of the elevation changes. You don't get the idea of the, I've heard, carrying the speed through the corners or the technical nature. But what is it for you? The track, like every corner just feels different. Like normally when you go to a normal track, it's roughly the same. Like the whole out, outline of the, the track, it's okay. So there's, you know, normal corners. But in the Laguna, it's just every, the elevation changes, the corkscrew, the, the corner going up to the corkscrew, turn six. It's just, it. I don't know. The, the track is just so much fun. Like going into it, I was just like, I remember that I did the first laps. So I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun going. I, w I was a little bit scared of the corkscrew, but once I did it once, I was like, oh, okay, it's not as bad as it looks, but it was good fun. Fantastic. I'd like to give uh, young drivers such as yourself an opportunity to give a shout out to uh, sponsors, partners. Uh, you've mentioned your, your father and family. Uh, so go ahead and give a shout out to uh, those that make the wheels go around. Yeah, I mean, shout out to H&D Motorsports. Uh, it's been a big turnover uh, since all the changes happened, and it's been for the good. So ever ever since the changes happened, I've just been, you know, through the roof of excitement, and I'm looking forward towards next season. I don't really want to say um, all the other sponsors because it's still 50-50 right now for, for the next season, but we'll see. I'll let them know later. <laughs> Fantastic. I un un understood. And yeah. uh, I always like to insert in here, you know, Cooper Tire and all of their – uh, work that they do, um, Anderson Promotions, with that uh, whole Road to Indy series that has been beneficial for you uh, to be able to go into it. Um, you touched upon um, next season, but let's talk about off-season. Are you participating with Chris Griffiths? Um, is there a seat time? Uh, do you have an old go-kart out in the back or dad's old Corvette that you're going to dust off? And uh, when you're not shoveling snow up there in uh, Chicago, uh, be able to drive? Yeah, you, you actually pointed out a, a good couple of things. So with Chris Griffith's test right now, we're still deciding. It's still undecided at the moment, um, but we'll see. We'll know soon. Um, but I like you said, with the go-kart, we are actually – I'm going to pull out my old go-kart. I haven't been in, in a go-kart for a while, um, actually since Vegas, like two years ago. I remember how physical it was. 
and just to go back into something and just do laps and laps, you know, for, for my weekends, I think would be good. Um, but we're also going to have some, you know, off-season seating time, you know, maybe at Autobahn or down in, in – um, or, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't really want to say anything yet, but no, that, I don't want to say anything. Part of why I live in Florida is because I don't have to deal with the inclement weather, those types of things, and <laughs> would be able to uh, spend the the time. So uh, – and uh, only a few days to get together for Chris Gervis, but I'm, I'm sure that's uh, – that's as much of the road to Indy as figuring out the path as anything else. Dream with me for a little bit. Okay. You're sitting in the number 79 car. Okay. To start the Indianapolis 500. What would that be like? That would be like insane. That, that's like one of those dreams that you have like every once in a while when you're like right before you go to bed, you're like, Nah, nah, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But that would be amazing, you know. Ever since I started, you know, open wheel racing in Europe, that has been my dream. You know, I started watching the IndyCar, and I've just been obsessed with it. Like every every time there's a new race, I always like. Or when we come back, you know, from a racetrack, I always come back home and pop the video on and watch the races and look through it and everything because there's so much to learn. But to be in there, it would, oh man, it would be a dream. Like even just walking through the paddock sometimes, like going through the IndyCar paddock, it's just like, man, this is like, this would be incredible. So you've gotten to attend the Indy 500 before? Say again? You've gotten to attend the race itself before? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah just I've, around. I've spoken to some on the road to Indy and they have not even had that opportunity yet. So, uh, uh, to be able to go through it and uh, they'll be overwhelmed just to attend. But then the thought process of actually getting to start in one would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's, it's very indescribable. Uh, David, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, and as you're making plans for the upcoming season to uh, talk with me, HMD was nothing but a, um, if I was uh, talking about it as a stock, I would say buy, 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 um, because it's uh, going up uh, through the roof and uh, look for some great things, especially as they expand the program to now be on all three steps of the ladder. And I think there'll be some uh, crossover that will help uh, the entire team uh, that goes through that. So I appreciate you taking time and uh, I'll catch up with you towards, uh, say, the holidays or the first part of the year and uh, see what's going on. And uh, we're only just over 160 days away from cars hitting the track, uh, my home track in St. Pete. So something <laughs> to look forward to there. Yeah, so, awesome. Thank you, Robert. Appreciate it, David. Uh, until next time, for all of you out there, you can subscribe on all of the major players and keep dreaming. Thanks, David. I appreciate it so much.